0: Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, where I talk a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and every single thing in between, where I share strategy, and where I hope to shift your perspective and the way that you show up in the world, because at the end of the day, what I really truly believe the world needs more of is the magic that every single one of us has inside of us. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. All right. Hey, Tracy, I'm so excited um, that you are actually the very first leader in my new leadership series. I'm so pumped to be the first one. I know. Um, You know what? I just had this like, I mean, I've had this idea brewing for a little bit, a little while, but I think there's just so much value in hearing from other women's experiences, knowing like, you know what I mean? The steps you took to get where you are, but also knowing that you're human that leaders are human, that we go through the same things, that we experience the same challenges. And a leader really is just someone who has figured out a way to overcome it, in my opinion.
1: Exactly. I completely agree.
0: Okay. So um, I've kind of already given the audience a little bit of an intro to you, but that's from my word. So I would love it if you could kind of tell us a little bit about your business, what got you started, any, just a little bit of your backstory. Sure. So I am with a
1: company called Senogens. We're in the makeup and skincare realm of network marketing. Um, I joined five years ago. I joined for the discount, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Oftentimes I find people start as customers and then, you know, we kind of fall into the business side of things, but I truly joined for the discount. I was not looking for a business opportunity whatsoever. I made that very clear. I fell in love with the products. I wanted to purchase them at a discount. Um, At the same time, I was on maternity leave with my daughter. She was six months old. I was struggling with postpartum depression pretty bad. Um, And I was the kind of person that didn't know how to sit still. So I really struggled with maternity leave. I wanted to be doing something I wanted to have a project. I wanted to be using my brain. Um, So after I joined for the discount, I started to see what women were doing within Cenogens. And I kind of started to say, you know what? I think I could do that. I think I'd actually be really good at this. And the more I thought about returning to work, and my plan was always to return to work. I loved what I did. I loved working. I found a lot of value in that. I realized I wanted choice. And choice is hard to have when you have one stream of income. So my option was go back to work or go back to work. So I started thinking about looking at Centogens as a potential um, side business where maybe it could allow me over time that choice to be able to say, okay, can I make this something where this ultimately becomes a full-time career where then I can choose, you know, I don't have to choose between my boss and my child or rationing my vacation days so that I can spend more time with my family. So also tied up in all of this, I, at the time was very, very introverted. So the thought of stepping into a field where it's literally called network marketing, and I have to like network with people was horrifying. So for me, I kind of, the only way I could take that next step was to say, let's make this a social experiment. Let's see if we try this for one day, what will happen? And if it's great, it's great. And if it's terrible, we'll pretend it never happened. So I ordered a bunch of inventory. I created a Facebook group and I went in there and I said, Hey guys, I'm trying this new thing. I have all these products for sale. Let me know if you want to try anything. And I sold everything I had bought within the first two hours. So then I was like, okay, I think this is working but I was still really focused on that sales side of the business. I was not at all focused on leadership. I don't think I gravitated naturally to leadership. I didn't feel like I was in a place where I could lead other people. So I was really honed in on solely that sales opportunity with network marketing. But six days after I started selling, I had someone ask to join my team. And I was like, oh, what do you mean you wanna join my team? Like, I I don't know. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) So very quickly, I started to have to figure out what that would look like to step into that leadership role. And with Senegens at that time in Canada, they were experiencing a boom. So not, there wasn't really anyone who kind of knew what they were doing. It was the blind leading the blind. And in retrospect, that was great because I got to kind of build what I wanted that leadership to look like. So I was able to build systems for my team from the ground up and figure out, okay, if I'm going to coach these people, how am I going to do that? So very quickly, as I'm, you know, new in the company, I'm having people join my team. And then by the time it was time for me to go back to work, I had actually replaced my corporate income. So at that time I did have the opportunity to make the choice and I did go back to work part-time and in
0: six months, you did that in six months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whirlwind six months. (laughs) I bet with a, with a new baby,
1: new baby. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of part of my personality. I'm either doing it all the way or I'm not doing it at all. So I think I just kind of dove right in. And it was, it was that thing I needed. I I felt like, like I said, I was in that place where I was dealing with postpartum depression. Um, I was a new mom. I I felt like I had lost a lot of myself. And I think this was kind of that step back in to be like, okay, Tracy's here, she's back. And it let me have that creative side of things. It, It allowed me to connect with people. While I was still spending a lot of time at home. So I was able to return back to work part-time for a year. And then I actually ultimately resigned after a year. And I've been doing this um, full
0: time for the last three years. And my team is actually the top team in the country. Wow. Um, as you're telling me, I like, guess you're saying your story, I am like, now I get why I gravitate towards you because not like now I was not that instant success whatsoever. I didn't even do my launch party until 10 months in. But it was all the same. I signed up for the discount. The first person like stumbled upon joining my team. I was on my third baby, but during my second baby, I started a business that with that baby too. So I started my network marketing business with my third baby. Like I don't have the ability to sit still. I'm either all in or I'm watching Netflix on the couch. Like, (laughs) and I'm all in on that. Um, So I just feel like, and I'm extremely introverted, which the majority of people wouldn't necessarily know. And I'm sure people don't assume that about you either.
1: Exactly. Same thing. People are shocked when I say that. I'm introverted, And when you just said that right now, I same thing. I never, never would think you're introverted.
0: I always call myself an extroverted introvert where I can play the like out in public game. But the second I leave, like if my husband and I go to a social engagement he is an extroverted extrovert right so we'll get into the car and I'm like oh dead in the front seat because I've expended all my energy and he's like bubbling and has more energy because he gets that energy from people (laughs) so I am definitely just like you and so there you go for the like because I think this is like one of those barriers that a lot of people believe that they have in the network marketing Mm -hmm. industry they're like one of the things you hear often as well like I'm like, I'm not a good leader or, um, like I'm not really good with people or whatever. And I think that these are taught and learned skills too. They are. And in some ways I think
1: they're also a safety mechanism. I found I would revert back to that. Well, I'm an introvert, so I'm not going to do this, this, and this, but that was just me protecting myself from putting myself out there. And then when I started to do those things, I'm like, wait, I can do these things. I'm it's me that's telling myself I can't because that's something I've told myself all this time and something I'm doing to kind of protect myself from really stepping into who I'm supposed to be and also I think when it's something you're passionate about Mm -hmm. you're a little less introverted right you're, you're confident you're excited when you're around those people that get you it's a lot easier to kind of let that introverted side kind of fall away
0: And I think it's a certain superpower inside of being an introvert in that introverts are often better at creating real relationships Mm -hmm. and bonds and connections with people because sometimes we're just naturally better listeners and we can read a crowd a little bit better. And so actually I wrote a post on that. Um, I don't think it's gone live yet, but I was talking about introvert, like being an introvert is a superpower in a lot of ways that actually runs really, really well to the network marketing industry. I totally
1: agree. Um, yeah, I think it does create those much more authentic relationships because you do tend to listen more. Um, and that's that's one of the areas where I think I thrive in is a lot of people, especially when you're building online, it's hard to make that authentic connection. But I find I get a lot of people saying, you know, I feel like I know you. And I think part of that is is that introverted side. It is a superpower. I
0: agree. Yeah, I love that. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about kind of in my leadership um, series is just like a challenge that you have faced in becoming a leader. I love that you said that you, in the beginning, you had no idea what that even looked like or how to step in. And I hear that all the time. And I think it's a like I always equate it to motherhood, right? Like the fact if you worry about if you're doing it okay, then you're probably good about it because yeah. you are good. Like you're good enough to care that you are not good at it.
1: Right. Um. Yeah.
0: So tell me a little bit about like maybe some of the experiences you have had or a challenge you've overcome and anything you learned from that?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, one of the big ones, which we already touched on was, was that being a little bit more introverted and then having to go out and, and lead people. But I would say for me, personal development was a huge factor in helping me work through that. And I think for anyone that's introverted or struggles with any sort of confidence issues or imposter syndrome, do the work on yourself because when you can kind of get to that place where you're feeling confident in yourself and your abilities, a lot of those fears are going to to fade away. Um, And I think personal development is overlooked because we're, we're so focused on getting the sale or getting the new teammate, but in network marketing, you're the face, you're the everything, right? You're the human resources, you're the customer service, you're the influencer, you're Canada Post, you're doing all, you're wearing so many hats that like it really does have to start with you. And when I did the work on myself, I even looking back at, the way I used to post content, or the kind of videos I would put out, or the way I would talk to people, I noticed such a huge shift, and I know that's from doing the work on myself. And then the second biggest challenge, which I find happens a lot with new leaders, um, is unrealistic expectations. So having that expectation that that person that joins your team is going to do all the things that you did exactly how you did them, and then when that doesn't happen the leaders get discouraged and they say, why am I spending time building a team? Why am I investing into other people when I'm not getting the outcome that I thought I would get? And I would get that uh, myself when I first started building because I'm very much a self-starter and I'm, you know, able to take direction and um, I, I wanted to do the hard work. So I was just expecting that everyone else would do the same, but now I have such a greater understanding that when it comes to network marketing, the great thing about it is that Anyone can join, but the downside is anyone can join. So there's no job interview, there's no um, you know skill set or education you need. So you're going to get people from all walks of life. And on the same token, um, it's just very interesting the way that it's viewed as a different form of business. But it's a very reputable business model, and you know there's there's lots of money to be made. But we view that brick and mortar traditional business as, you know, that's a real business versus this is something because the cost to join is often so low and the investment is so low, it's not given that same credibility. So I think people are more apt to quit network marketing before they give it a full chance because they don't have as much skin in the game. So when yeah. I have people joining me they
0: now, we really see the results that they as well. Yes. We're expecting that to mean something that isn't necessarily a truth either. It's so true. Yes, exactly.
1: So I find for me now, when I have people join me, I'm very clear with them that I tell them I will match your energy. Mm -hmm. If you want to run, I'll run with you. If you want to walk, I'll walk with you. But I think where I got into trouble early on is I was pulling them over the finish line, or I was doing the work for them, or I was wanting it more than they wanted it for themselves. So now just the, the, um, the expectations I have for them, I will share them up front. If you want to do this, I'll do this with you, but I'm not going to do this for you.
0: I love that. And you you know, I I like how you said you match energy for energy, because I believe one of the things that tripped me up in leadership was that I matched my energy to what they said rather than what they did in the beginning. And that's probably one of the things that was one of the most defeating aspects to deal with in leadership, right? Is because there's a lot of people out there that say that they want a lot of things, but they're not willing to put the actions behind their desires in order to get those things, right? And when you're a leader constantly being the one that's infusing energy into somebody else's business, it can be really deflating.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And that's a good point. You know, there's a lot of people that, that want it until they see what it takes to get there. So I like, I like that. That's a really good point about, you know, looking at their actions versus what they're saying.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and truthfully, I think, um, I think in the beginning, one of the things that I also, I wanted everything for everyone where that's not everybody's journey either. Right. Yes. Like it, and it doesn't need to be everybody's journey. We as leaders actually need a lot of those, like true wealth and success and like your empire is built by a lot of people doing very little bit like, and a few runners.
1: And so that's so true. So true.
0: So interesting, right? This leadership journey (laughs) that we are moving through. Um, yeah, I love, I love everything that you just shared. Um, so what does leadership look like for you on a daily basis with your team now?
1: Um, It definitely looks a lot different now that my team has grown so large. Sure, I think I. Such a big team. How do you manage all of that? Yeah, I struggled for a while with that growth because I wanted to lead the same as I led when I had five people on my team. But it doesn't work like that when you have 500 on your team. Yeah. It, you can't be that for everyone. Um and I think I lost a lot of my personal business along the way which is something it was a hard lesson to learn but I wanted to be everything for them and then I realized that my personal business was was being sacrificed. So how I've gotten kind of into more of a balance now is as I understand and what I would tell leaders is that your personal business has to be like first and foremost for you because through your personal business that's how you're going to continue to build relationships you're going to get new customers you're going to get new teammates And your team is watching you. They're looking at you to see what you're doing. So when you're preaching to them to go live on Facebook or post a certain number of times or do an Instagram story, and then you're not doing any of those things, it's really hard for someone to buy into you when you're not leading from the front. So I really make an effort to make sure that I'm doing the things that I'm preaching. Um, And then we have a really strong Facebook community for our team. So I will go live in there. Um, And I like to kind of just take what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and and show them Um, because Mm -hmm. I learn really well by seeing what other people are doing. And I think when you get to a point in your business where you're successful, you forget what it's like when you're on day one. And something as simple as showing someone, hey, this is a post that I put up today and this is why I wrote it this way. And these are, you know, this is how I responded to comments I got on this post. We kind of have to remember that we have to go back to the basics sometimes Um, So I really make an effort to bring my team on my journey and show them what I'm doing. Um, And then when I'm creating resources or content for myself, I like to do things with the lens of, can I do this once, but then use it in multiple ways. So if I'm creating something for myself, I'll think about how I can then share that with my team so that they can also be successful, but then I'm not necessarily reinventing the wheel and kind of spreading
0: myself too thin. That's a, that's a really, really good tip. And I think one of the, like one of the easiest ways to lead really is just to lead by example and share what you're doing in a way that other people can do it. Right. Like just take them along with you. And for anybody who's just in the process of starting a team, it actually doesn't need to be more complicated than that just do it with them right like don't do it for them do it with them exactly and I love the like I love the sharing of resources and I think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with right they get really consumed and caught up with like I don't want to share too much Mm -hmm. with my team whereas I'm of the belief like I'll share whatever I don't think like I think everybody brings their own magic to everything that they do and they bring their own authenticity and if I can make something easier for someone else, then that's fine with me. Right. Or I give them the benefit of the doubt in that. I think, you know what, maybe they're just borrowing my stuff until they learn to create their own. Right. Right. I feel the same way. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So last skill testing question for you. Um, if you could give anyone running a business and wanting to move into leadership, one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Okay.
0: Um, I would say, I mean, I'm like,
1: I have two though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to still try to weasel my way into making this two pieces of advice. One, you're a leader. The second you have one person join your team. And I think that's a struggle for people. They say, well, I only have one person Mm -hmm. on my team or I just signed up one.
0: You're a leader. The second you have someone that you're mentoring, you are a leader. People are often sitting in the, in the sidelines, waiting until they get to a certain point before they be the leader that they believe that they could be, right? I always tell people exactly. be the leader that you're going to be in the future now. Set yes. the stage now, because right now is probably more manageable and then you grow and when you get there and you <laughs> have that team of 500, you're not like overwhelmed and hiding under a rock. <laughs> exactly, I love, I love that. I'm actually gonna start, start saying that too. I think that's brilliant. Um, and then the
1: other thing I would say is set boundaries from the beginning. I think that's something I struggled with, with wanting, like you were saying earlier, wanting it for other people, wanting everything for everyone that's not your job. Your job is to be there to mentor and support them, but also empower them. And we can't empower them if we're constantly coming to their rescue. And I think as a leader, I would struggle with the idea that, well, you know, I'm making a certain commission from my team. So therefore I need to be available to them at all times, but then I would not be showing up as the self that I wanted to show up as, right? When you're, you don't realize that when you're constantly responding to messages at all hours of the day, you're giving away little pieces of your energy. And then at the end of the day, you're tired, you're burnt out, you're you're really no use to anyone. So I would say, get really clear on setting times when you're going to be available for people. And when you're not, you're not. And that's okay because it's allowing those people the opportunity to step into their power and maybe be a little bit resourceful and look for answers themselves. Or wait until you're available again, and then you can answer their questions then.
0: And would you say that's the number one boundary you kind of have put in place for yourself as a leader is just like, I don't want to say office hours, but like availability almost. I, I fell a victim to that too, where I lived inside my phone. Like I'd be doing bedtime, like while taking an order or answering a quick question, like, you know, quick quick question. (laughs) I just a quick question, and then I would have like five people deep on my team messaging me yes. to ask me how much shipping it. You know what I mean? Just like, oh yes, yeah,
1: this all sounds very, very familiar. I think um, it's
0: people pleasers that are like the, the worst victims of. This. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And I'm a full people pleaser, so I get it. And
1: it, it's, it's been a, a, yeah, and it's been a struggle to try to implement those boundaries. I definitely think it's something I'm still working on. Um, but someone else's emergency. Is not really your emergency. Because if you know that you know you're available between X hour and X hour, and then someone forgets to watch the video, or someone forgets to do the training, or someone realized they ran out of their product at 11 o'clock at night, that's not your emergency. So that's something I tell myself. And also. For the most part in network marketing, we're not in an industry where anything is actually ever an emergency. I used I think
0: to see, there's no such thing as a jewelry emergency. Right. I'm exactly. not a brain
1: yes. <laughs> and I think we're really good
0: at making it like justifying it to ourselves that it is an emergency. But Which I also think great, that, I think, right? Because we're worried so much about the energy of our team that we think if we don't answer them right now, they're not going to do the things or work their business or build their business tomorrow. Exactly. Like yeah. that would fear of mine personally. Yes, mine too.
1: And I think that comes from a place of scarcity too, right? Same with that customers. If I don't respond scarcity. to the customer right now, I've lost the sale. That's right. But that's not really realistic. So, no. um, yeah, I think boundaries for me is it's been a hard thing as a people pleaser to learn, but I know that I show up better for everyone when I have those office hours. And you don't necessarily have to communicate to people that you have office hours. If you make that promise to yourself that from 8 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock in the morning, you don't answer messages,
0: just don't answer messages and people will start very to catch reasonable. on. It is yes. very reasonable. I used that, that was pretty much my, um, timing too. Cause it is reasonable that I'm not on my phone after 8 PM. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And most, most places where you shop or customer service hotlines are not available 24 hours a day. And we all are able to live full functioning lives
0: without yes. so having access to something. The listeners in the house that are setting boundaries, just remember that every single time you break them, you will learn to regret it because it yes. sets you backwards, right? There were so many times where I would just be like, oh, I, I, you know how you can see people's question when it yes. pops up? Sometimes I'm like, oh, that, that's a quick one. But then it becomes a full conversation, a back and forth. And all of a sudden I've got my phone in my hand still until 10.30 PM. Yes. And my brain is like pride and tired. Yes.
1: And you'll you'll start to know you're doing it right when you see someone's question pop up and then an hour later you see them message you again. They're like, never mind, I found the answer.
0: Yes, and it is magical. <laughs> it's magical. I when I was building these into my um into my life, it was I found this to be one of the most challenging aspects of leadership was to build these boundaries in. Um, I would actually take my phone and not have it in the same room because I didn't have the ability not to just check. And I took the notifications off so that even if I can see the Facebook messenger, I have no idea. And honest to goodness, there's always a message in there. Like it's, there's never not, but I don't have, I can't see 15 or like the number beside it. <laughs> and you're right. When you, when you set it, and when you keep it for a while, people actually start to learn to function on their own. And the messages that you get lessen and lessen and lessen mm-hmm. because people, and I think that every single woman or male that joins our team is capable and strong and smart and able to fix the majority of their own problems, right? If I can do it, they can do it.
1: Exactly. And it's much more empowering for them if they, at the end of the day say, okay, I figured that out for myself and it worked out really great. So I think it's
0: a good service for them. Exactly. Um, One of my favorite things, and I think you actually, when you're talking about personal developments, like the perfect lead-in, do you have like a favorite book or a favorite podcast or resource that you could recommend to anybody listening? I love, probably because she's the exact opposite of me.
1: Um, Her podcast is called Jessie Lee is the People's Mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Jessie Lee Ward, and she is um, a top network marketer. Um, with multiple Ward or Ward? Ward, W-A-R-D. Okay. Jesse Lee Ward. Um, and she is like one of those people that is really, really loud, really extroverted, Ooh. high energy, tough love. Um, and you can't not listen to her and get like really excited. So she's a good one to listen to in the morning when you kind of need that like hype in the morning. I love, and she does, gives you a lot of really great tips for building um, a network marketing business.
0: Amazing. Okay. I'm actually gonna check her out too because I've never heard of her. Um and lastly, if people want to find you on Instagram, where would they find you? They would find me.
1: Um my best Instagram
0: place is
1: to find you. Best place to find me. I'm on Instagram. Um I'm on there a lot on my stories. Uh if you like really awkward, um introverted Ooh. content, come hang out with me. Um well, I mean, if
0: they're is, watching me, they probably do.
1: They would Probably, I feel like, yeah, same target demographic. They probably have the same energy level, I think. (laughs) Um, My Instagram is Tracy N Zimmer, T
0: R A C E Y N Zimmer. So come find me over there. Amazing. Thank you again for doing this with us and being my very first on the leadership series. I'm so honored. This was so much fun. I know. It's so much, so painless, right? So painless. Oh, two introverts yeah. just hanging out two introverts hanging out like we do best <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys go give tracy a follow like and share this episode do all the things and i will see you next week